Hello everyone and welcome to Walford Weekly, your weekly EastEnders podcast, where this week we'll be discussing the episodes released on the BBC in the UK from Monday the 13th to Thursday the 16th of June 2022. And before we do anything else, he's here, his name is Rob, and he has stuff to say. Hello Rob, how are you? How are you doing? I'll tell you how I'm doing Alex, I'm bloody hot. That's what I'm doing, <laughs> and I don't just mean from a vanity perspective, because that's why state, why state the obvious, why, Alex. Exactly. You know, why, sta- why, state why, why bother? Why bother? Um, but oh, I, I don't do this sort of heat. I don't know what temperature it is wherever you are, faithful viewers and listeners, but here it's about it's close to 30 degrees, and I don't deal well with it. If I wanted no. to live somewhere this hot, I'd move to Nicaragua. Do you know what I mean? Right. I, <laughs> I, I would, I, I've got no issues with cold and rain. I like a sunny day. I mean, I like, you know, a day where you can sit in a beer garden. That's fine. But when it's literally just humid, muggy, and you sleep it, and, and like, you want to sleep in an ice cube at night, oh, I hate it. Hate right. it. Um, right. We should, we should address, Alex, um, yes. that you're somewhere not in your it's a, usual place. Are it's you? a different background again. Yes, as you can see, I'm, I'm, I'm yes. in the office. I'm in my working office. Don't tell anyone. Mm. Um, but no, don't worry. It's fine. I, I, I've, I've got permission to do this. So it's absolutely fine. Mm. It's absolutely fine. Um, and where I'm currently living, the, the sun isn't so hot. We're not getting the hot sunshine up in Scotland. We've had rain for most of the week while you guys down south, you southerners. You soft southerners yes. have been enjoying the sunshine pouring sun on Scotland. your skin. Is that a we thing? do, we do. It happens occasionally. Yeah, yeah. It raises its ugly oh, head okay. out of the clouds every now and then. Um, and it should be happening this weekend. So, we're, but ours will be much cooler. What's that glowing thing in the sky? I don't recognise that. <laughs> Right, so I want to apologise in advance for any watchers or listeners of the podcast to any uh, Scottish watchers and listeners of Rob's impression there of the Scottish accent. Um, please send your complaints to Rob Wolford Weekly at gmail.com. No, just, just just get in touch with Rob. I look forward to reading those out next week. <laughs> um, but before we also go any further, um, we also need to wish a happy birthday to Abby. Happy birthday, Abby, who will be celebrating her birthday. birthday. As this comes out yesterday, her birthday is on the 17th of June. And that's from Aaron. Um, she he just wants to wish you a very happy birthday. So well done you for surviving another year. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Right. So Rob, um, before we go into the actual show of what's happened on the soap yes. this week, uh, I think that we should maybe just have a quick chat about the soap awards that happened on Saturday. Yes. We didn't really talk about it last week. Um, because to be fair. Well, we didn't have time, but also we kind of both conceded that we thought that we weren't going to get very far with it. <laughs> so we kind of thought, you know, well, I mean, probably best we just we're, Not it. with their pessimists at all. No, uh, we, no. Uh, opt- uh, glass half full, me and Alex, were just, you know, it's, it seemed, you know, but we did all right, didn't we? We did Whatever. okay. The show did all right. Yeah, not bad at all. Not bad at all. I mean, we got three accolades we got, well, again, I'm using we now. Uh, there's yeah. Ross Boatman, well, one best a newcomer. Like, it's a bit, it's a bit like, you know, when you talk about your football team, isn't it? You refer to it oh, as we. Oh, don't. I hate it. EastEnders is our football team. EastEnders With... is our football team. Right, fine. But I won't refer to it as we anymore because it annoys me when people refer to their football team as we, as if they participated in some Why? way in winning something. Because they didn't participate at all. All they did was sit on the sofa, watch Sky Sports and drink a beer. That's what I do when I watch EastEnders. So I'm not using me yeah. anymore. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. So the awards go to... Uh, the awards went to Ross Boatman, who won Best Newcomer yes. as Harvey. Uh, Tamika Ebsen, who had a fantastic speech when she won Best Comedic Performance uh, as Kim Fox. And uh, Lucy, sorry, Lacey Turner and Gillian Wright, who is Stacey and uh, Jean Slater, who won Best screen performance together which was quite i mean i was very surprised that we did so well i was delighted yeah we yeah we did great <laughs> alex you know it's at about time too it's about time we got cheers our yeah cheers. all the awards cheers um but as well as that there wasn't not only that but the gorgeous and fabulous letitia dean received oh. a like was it a lifetime achievement award Lifet- outstanding achievement anita dobson oh um, my heart fabulous sang when she came on stage and great. presented it to Letitia. It was so lovely. And we predicted it as well because we spotted in the afternoon mm. that Letitia Dean was there, which for what, which is quite a surprise in itself. Yeah, and then as we... Does, she? No, she doesn't. She doesn't. She's, as we said before, she sits on a chaise lounge, has grapes fed to her, mm. glasses of champagne and watches the thing as, as it goes by. Even when she gets nominated, she doesn't bother turning up. So she made an effort <laughs> this year and we thought, you know what? 
something's happening here. And then she was sat on the edge of an aisle. We go, hang on, hang on, something's happening here. And it was. It was fantastic yeah. news that she won outstanding performance. And Anita Dobson, as you say, to present it to her was fantastic. And she dedicated it to her dad, who had sadly died yeah, recently as well, um, which I thought was a beautiful speech as well. Um, yeah, I was so pleased. I mean, a couple of surprises off EastEnders that I'd like to talk to you about. First of all, did you notice that every single viewing vote uh, award went to Emmerdale? So clearly, Emmerdale yeah. are doing something quite right with an audience right now, oh, aren't Emma, they? Emmerdale, uh, Emmerdale are doing something right, you know. But mm. then, if you were to look at the, um, if you if you look at all the internet forums, um, you know, and talk to you talk to, I put these in inverted commas fans, you know, the same as any, same as any show, any fan of the show will say it's the worst thing that's ever been put on television. So you know, <laughs> general general viewers, <laughs> general viewers are um, you know enjoying it. Apparently, you know, it's uh, Emmerdale's mm. kind of a bit of a surge in recent. Really? Do you know what? EastEnders, EastEnders did bloody marvellously. We came second in the amount of awards that you know all the soaps got. Yeah, came yep. first, and then East, and then EastEnders. And um, Corey didn't have a great night. Corey had a disastrous night. I was, I oh, went in good. there thinking they are going to win every, not every, but a lot of the awards. I really did. Mm. From what every, every the buzz of everyone keeps saying, like, oh, Corey's done this very, Corey's done yeah. this very well, and no, they won one award the whole night. That's with that sinkhole episode ruined it for ruined it for themselves right? exactly they should <laughs> never done that what, the, not, the award of the night for me was ross boatman i was thrilled about that i was so yeah. pleased that he got that because i think even he he's safe to sort of hold the award newcomer <laughs> well yeah this is an interesting fact isn't it like so clearly he has resonated uh so you know obviously viewers like him because was that a viewer voted no 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 that was a oh. jury vote that was a jury vote but that's well, a good even, that's even le- even less than to kind of you know i wonder if there is a couple of conversations going on in sort of eastenders hq a bit of a rethink you know i would not be surprised if do you Dana's think that is temporary i wondered that do you think that saved dana then because obviously we'll talk about well, uh, dana in a moment but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Donna will go off to university or something, but, you know, that means that she could return, a bit like Libby did, so she could sort of return as and when. And I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron turns into a bit of a nasty Nick-type character and then just kind of shows up once every few years to make Harvey's life hell for a bit and then leaves again. So Harvey's the new Dot. (laughs) He's replacing Dot. Yeah, who'd have thunk it? There but, we go. So you know what? Yep. Well done, EastEnders. We yes. Know, yes, we complain and yes, we whine, but we love you and you did us proud there, and we are, and we are very pleased. And so yes, hurrah! So hopefully this is the start of this is the start of the awards coming all back into EastEnders' life from this year onwards. Cleaners can wipe the slate clean and moving forward, and it's all very exciting. Indeed, it is. So here we go. Then we're going to start talking about the stories of the week. Yes. But before we start, just to let you know that if you're watching this on YouTube, then please don't forget to subscribe. And if you're listening to us on Podbean or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of your favorite podcast apps, also don't forget to subscribe and get in touch with us if you have any views on our Twitter or Instagram or by email. All the details at the end of the show. So, Rob, here we go then. So we are talking yes. about the uh, the greatest scene possibly ever put to tape. <laughs> then uh, so... had... <laughs> Ben had a bit of a breakdown this week, um, uh, which resulted to him. Which resulted in him basically (sighs) confiding in Jay and uh, admitting to him that he had been uh, raped by uh, Lewis. Uh, At first, Jay was a bit uh, bit cautious, still not quite believing it. Um, But then, after him and Jay had quite a good scene after the fact of the scene, which I'm sure we're going to talk very deeply about beforehand, uh, they discuss it, talk it out, decide to go on holiday, and. Ben decides that this rest will probably do him some good so he can return and not have such a violent intentions in the future um, because he was out to basically yes. get blood from Lewis. Um, in the meantime, Kathy has sacked Lewis and Lewis has left. Uh, and But Lewis left a parting shot with Peter, which we'll talk about at the end of this discussion. Yes. So tell me, how did you feel about Ben Mitchell beating up a sofa and then having a I, cigarette as if he's just had sex? I <laughs> have never been so... I, I can't remember the last time I was so irritated by a scene in my entire life just <laughs> irritated all right i went to work that day that night i went to work after watching that it had put me in such a bad mood someone who i know who, who knows that i watch eastenders and who watches it too uh turned to me when i arrived and went did you watch tonight yes yes i did don't ask me about it <laughs> i mean right for a start mm-hmm. you've never seen ben smoke never seen ben smoke in his life all right no ben as far as and even jay 
helpfully turned around and went, since when did you ever smoke? smoke. (laughs) Ben beat up this sofa. Now I can understand, like I can go with the sofa beating up. That's that's fine. You know, I can understand that this, but this Ben would totally look at that sofa and decided that it needed to die. He did a crowbar in. uh, (laughs) And, you know, the great upholstery murder of 2022. I get that. Okay. (laughs) What I don't understand and uh. will never understand is why a non-smoker would then sit on it, pull a cigarette out of his... Well, for example, where did he get this cigarette from? And why did he have this cigarette? Well, specifically and a lighter. This, he planned th- And this. a lighter, yeah. Very All planned. of this, just one cigarette that he had for this one occasion. Like, is he one of these people, like, do you smoke? No, no, only if I rack a sofa. So I'm a 20-a-day man. You know, it's it, none of it made any sense whatsoever. Like, why would you... It, that, to me, is just, like, the worst kind of, kind of scene, because... You're, you're an ex-smoker. I'm an ex-smoker. How many people do we know who didn't smoke that would ever just light up a cigarette randomly without immediately hacking their guts up? Yes. You know, it just, help me, Alex. I mean, it's not, me. Out, it's not in the realms of possibility that Ben may have smoked at some oh, point. It's just I'm sure. Never seen it on I can imagine Ben. But... I can imagine Ben being the sort of the occasionally, you know, if he's gone out and got absolutely wasted and pulled some bloke and he, yeah, I'll have a bunch. Uh, all right, yeah. I can just about pull that, but it was just such a strange scene. It didn't make sense. It made no sense to me. It made no sense. What was the purpose of watching Ben light up a cigarette? I didn't get it because it was done. It was portrayed in a way that it was like a relief. It was a relief. Yeah. Yeah. So, but surely just a nice sigh would have done that. It's like, it's almost like they had to have Jay almost kind of be a bit condescending to Ben before he could kind of like then reset the button to then talk to Ben again. It's like, oh, I've seen Ben at his worst. And light a cigarette. Now I need to talk to him and sort him out. Oh, and it just so kind of felt oh, weird. Oh, oh. <laughs> it felt. Did it not feel like it felt like you know the film The Room when he kind of comes out? Ah, I shouldn't have done it. He, I didn't accuse them of nothing. Oh, hi, Rob, or something like that. You know, it's like, it reminded me of that scene a little bit. Yeah. And I and, mean, it's, oh, but I mean, the scene afterwards with Ben and Jay was lovely. Right? Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Yeah. I love this show dearly, but my God, it messes with my head sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just. One second I'm furious at it, I want to chuck a shoe at the television, and the next right. time, next moment I'm sort of leaning forward on the sofa and feeling love for characters. Like, and stop it. Leave me alone, all right? I'm a delicate person as it is. But don't do that sort of thing ever again, please. That just made what, no sense whatsoever. I don't what, get what it achieved. What it, exactly. Why? What was its purpose? What was it what was it trying unless to Max achieve? Bowden is unless Max Bowden wants to be the next June Brown has decided that I'm just gonna light up. I need to introduce smoking now as a character. I need to introduce smoking back into it again. Like if that had been someone like, I don't know, Max Max Branning, who we have seen smoke yeah. on screen before, that wouldn't have wouldn't have batted an, well, I would have batted an eyelid, but it would have been it would have been less of a bat and more of just a mild, irritated flutter rather a than like a twitch an actual <laughs> yes, twitch like twitch and eyelid <laughs> but you know and I'm sort of reminded of that scene um, quite a few years back when Joe first went on the sex offenders register and was having a really really bad time and some you know some thugs beat him up in the street and he'd gone missing for a bit and then he walked into the archers kind of all bruised and battered walked into the archers just Ben was there Jay didn't say a word. He couldn't say a word. He could barely speak. He was too devastated. And he just broke down in tears and hugged mm. Ben and that was the end of the scene. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful. That was that's the sort of thing I was sort of hoping to get to get from that rather than like I say, I get Ben destroying the sofa. All right? I can take that from from Ben, all right, because that's the sort of thing that Ben does, because he's the son of Phil Mitchell, and of course it was with a crowbar. Um, I mean, uh, that was yeah, uh, can I thing I didn't understand. <laughs> can I interrupt also? Because I didn't like that they did that. I I know that that's something Ben would have done, and I got I got that he kind of like oh, that panic yeah. attack when he drove to Kath with Kathy in in the traffic jam just outside the tube station, and you know he got out and then he got his crowbar, and uh, but at the same time I thought like this is getting dangerously now away from the point of the story. I didn't like that they did that. I know that's something Robert Lee would have done, maybe. Okay, fine, Mitch or whatever. But like sometimes yeah. it's like last week when we said, when Ben looked up and said, oh, Mitchells don't grass. It was like, yes, that's something he probably yeah, would that think. Sort of, do you really in the way of the, yeah. do you really need that to get in the way exactly of the story? So that kind of made me a little bit bleh as well. But Lewis seems to have gotten away with uh, with it, <laughs> as it were, because Kathy kind of got tried to get rid of him. He said, you can't get rid of me. What if I tell everyone about what Ben's been doing as Bat Ben, you know, being the Avenger against like gay uh, straight people who hate gays. Yeah. But 
decided that perhaps he's not quite safe staying on the square right now, took some money out of the teal, went on the run, and then had a word with Peter, where he revealed to yes. Peter that actually the person who beat him up was Ben. Now, Peter didn't really take this particularly well because then he had the word with Kathy about it. Kathy kind of just said to him, well, if you say anything, no, then I'll just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll, 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 you know, I'll, I'll disown you as, and, my, as my grandson. <laughs> do you think Kathy yeah. was a bit callous there or do you think she was protecting the right person? I mean, well, I mean, the thing is, I think what she's basically, she's got, she had to sort of wear her options out, didn't she? She's got what Ben's going through compared to Peter having a little bit of a sulk, essentially. I mean, I understand why Peter's annoyed, don't get me wrong. I, oh, of course, absolutely. I understand why Peter's 100%. annoyed. But I think, you know, Kathy is the sort to sort of weigh up which 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 boy needs her attention more and which boy needs to sort of just be parked and I'll deal with you later. And unfortunately, <laughs> Peter nine times out of ten is the one that's going to be parked. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I kind of I know what you mean, but I kind of got why she did it. I got why she mm. said it, but I I totally understand why Peter was like, right, right, this family. <laughs> what I did find odd was the fact that Peter at one point turned around and said that Bobby was the only person in the family that he cared about. Okay. Yes, That's... again, a total turnaround for Peter. Uh, when and then in the same week, he then said to Dana that he was really angry at, P at Bobby. So it's kind of like, what are they doing to Peter? And, Hot and, and he's also try clear blatantly trying to steal Dana off Bobby anyway by taking the present that Bobby was going to get Dana and then giving it to Dana from him. Yes. So he doesn't care about him that much. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, see, this is the thing with Peter. It's like I did for one brief moment there. I thought, you know what? Peter's got a point there. Ben, yeah. yeah, should should really should Gabby have really been defending Ben? Yes, it's his son, but maybe she could have found a different way of doing it rather than threatening Peter. But then that, as you say, that empathy kind of then went out the window when he just decided to kind of like deliberately upset Bobby <laughs> by then yeah. in, inviting Dana into like kind of like being more better friends with him. But Harvey was having none of it because Harvey kind of watched this from a distance and knew that kind of Dana was kind of forcing, uh, uh, kind of uh, chasing a false, a falsehood here, and that perhaps she was in, yeah. in dangerous territory. Um, so Dana did try to kiss Peter this week, but Peter kind yes, of turned her away. Do you think that's a momentary? Do you think <laughs> that's going to be a momentary thing, and that perhaps Peter will maybe take it a bit further? I mean, I mean, probably. Well, presumably he's got his, his eye on Dana because otherwise why would he have taken that comic book thing and, and given it? So he, he clearly is, what was it? It was some sort of anime manga oh, I don't type know. comic thing. Yeah, the most obscure from comic thing I've ever read in my life. Yeah. It was, obscure, <laughs> it was as obscure as your Roland reference. I don't, I, I don't know where <gasps> that, yeah, I have no idea. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, Dana and Peter are going to get together at some point. I presume what's going to happen is, as soon as Peter's currently annoyed at everybody else in his family, Bobby will say one thing to him, and he will just mm. whisk Dana away and have sex with her against the fridge or something. Something like that. That's the kind of thing that... Kind of thing <laughs> Very sexy it. week um, this week, has to be said. We, we'll talk about oh, all the don't. sexiness. I know. The but there was a couple of steamy were... moments. So I, don't, I wouldn't put that past someone getting pushed against the fridge for some sexy, steamy no. love. <laughs> the heat wave started started at the started quite a much earlier for everybody else <laughs> for me than it did for anybody else. Let me tell you. Um, yeah, so Peter and Dana. I mean, the thing is, it's difficult to kind of get invested in them because we both we know that they're both going. So yeah, it's know, sort of just like we're sort of waiting for this to sort of play out. I like the fact that you know Harvey was sort of sitting there in the restaurant, just sort of polishing his best newcomer. Award. Yes, <laughs> I don't care. You know, so, um, you know, so I guess we'll just see where it goes. I mean, obviously, Dana is fancying Peter. Um, I think because she saw because she's broken up with Bobby, she sort of realised a little bit. Because I think Bobby's quite straight in terms of his personality. You know, being with mm. Bobby isn't exactly. You know, he's he's lovely, he's kind, he's you know probably not going to murder you. Um, and you know, all music boxes probably. Are removed from the house. <laughs> probably, you know, he's never quite no, do you? Um, no. But, you know, he's a nice, safe option. And I think once I think I can imagine what once you break up with someone like Bobby, or someone like Peter comes along, he's a bit of a dick. You know, but a bit of a, a bit of a naughty, a bit of a, I almost say bad. Boy, he's, you know what I mean? He's got that extra sort of layer. He's got a confidence him. to him, an un, un, unwarranted yeah, an confidence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so well, for it's a lot a of women, they, thing, isn't it? Ooh ha he ha ha. Exactly. So then oh, to, to Dana, oh, oh, to Dana, oh, oh, oh. She, exactly. And to Dana, she feels like she's had she's had the starter, and now she wants the Peter Bill main course. Main course. <laughs> Lovely. Who's she having for dessert? Ooh. Well. Yeah. Ian? Well, Ian's not there, thank God. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness for that. Um, spared, um, spared of that. 
But I do feel bad for Bobby because Bobby did think he had a chance as well. He still thought that Dana had feelings for him yes. this week. And uh, he unfortunately got shot down. But he doesn't know about what Dana tried. So I've, I, I don't know if Peter will get together with Dana. All I think is that Peter will tell Bobby in a kind of really kind of nasty kind of like way just to upset him deliberately. He's like, oh, well, you know, Dana wants me. So why do you care? Because he's tried it once and he'll probably try it again. And this time Dana can't uh, pretend that it didn't happen because it, it actually did this time around. So shame. Well, he's presumably going to find out about the present, isn't he? Because that's going to be that's Bobby's next move anyway. He's going to find oh, I thought Bobby knew already. No, she doesn't no. know about that. So that's presumably going to be the next step of this. And the ice cream. And then Peter. And then, yeah, and the ice cream, you know, and then <laughs> Peter and Bobby will sort of, yeah. you know, come to war and then stuff will happen. Great shame. Like Great shame. So this is the middle bit of the episode, which we didn't have last week, where we talk about the very small stories in the middle. Uh, poor Rob. Yes. I, I keep I keep surprising him when we're recording the video. I wasn't ready, I, yeah, this is take two of this, but I wasn't ready whatsoever. I was, halfway for a, I was halfway for a yawn or something like that. There, that's a bit <laughs> shiny. Anyway, carry on. My forehead, probably. Uh, so uh, yeah. let's talk about, let's talk about, first of all, then Stuart and Roland. He's kind of finally... Yes. Started to bond with his son, uh, thanks to Chelsea. Yeah. Who'd have thought Chelsea would be the person I liked who that. bonded them? Yeah, it was nice. Then they had that drink in the Vic, wasn't it? Mm, I liked that a lot. That was really nice. Um, I'm not entirely convinced that Chelsea did it entirely selfishly because the whole point of that scene was that they were both supposed to be going to baby sensory class. And frankly, baby I got sensory. the impression that Chelsea just that Chelsea just didn't want to go anywhere. Go. So yeah. <laughs> even Stuart, who she's barely spoken to, is like, oh, she just goes to the pub, screw it. Yeah, like, yeah we're, we're walking through the second half. You know, halfway through the second scene, Chelsea's on a, a third vodka and coke, so she yes, isn't going yes. anywhere. Um, so Jordan's not getting any century things whatsoever on that day. Um, but it was really, really nice, actually. Um, and I liked uh, Stuart's sort of... Because Rainy Blesser is, has sort of got to a stage now where she's that desperate to keep hold of this kid. You know, Stuart can give her any problem. And she literally turns around to him and says, I don't care. I don't care, yeah. Stuart. All right, deal with it. Lighten up, Buttercup. I do not care. Um Vi is taken to the, to the point where uh, Vi is doing this a lot where she will like say, Are you looking at shouting? No, no, I'm, go I'm going out. No, she didn't shout this week. She, was, <laughs> when she called him a spanner. It's great. I can't wait for Vi to own the Vic. Um, <laughs> it's up. Oh, that day will come. That's going to be that's gonna be the new get out of my pub. Get out, you spanner. Can't wait. Get out, you spanner. Great, fantastic new era. It'll be. Um, oh, I'm off to win bingo. Yeah, oh, see, the writes itself. Writes itself. Um, <laughs> yes, so, yes, Stuart seems to have slowly started. Is, is he, has he, though? Or is he sort of just doing it because he because he thinks that that's what's expected of him? Or did what Chelsea's is... conversation with him actually have an effect? I think Chelsea kind of had an effect on him. How long it lasts could be anyone's guess. Um, it, I suppose yeah. it depends on how long Stuart stays on the show. <laughs> but um, again, yeah. it's, 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 it's like his time is now ticking, isn't it? So he kind of, it's again, it's another story that is difficult to kind of continue to invest in, knowing that it's probably going to end mm. on Stuart Which leaving. Which is a shame. It is yeah. a shame because I was I was quite enjoying this and I've always championed, every week I say this, I've always championed Rainey and Stuart having a story. From now on, I'm just going to have to champion yeah. Rainey and maybe Vi having a story together because I'm presuming, mm -hmm. do you think Vi's going to stay? I'm not sure Vi can stay anymore. Yeah. But then we said that she's about gonna Harvey. The entire, she's going to outlast <laughs> the entire cast. It's gonna be, yeah, there's going to be a nuclear fallout and it's just be her and Beatles yeah. walking the earth. Yeah. Um, um yeah, I mean, I, I got Rainy. You know, this is the thing she's always wanted. She's lost baby Abby mm. because Max kind of taken away. So this is, you know, she yeah. finally has her chance. I get it. And it, she gave, as you say, she gave the ultimatum to Stuart. Um, I think Chelsea's word has has kind of hit a nerve with Stuart. And he's written that note now to the agency, the adoption agency, isn't it? It's basically yes. saying how much he yes, wants he do that. baby Roland. Um, and he kind of sat there, put him in a West Ham shirt, you know, that, that's good enough. You know, my so mom, it feels like... My mum was delighted about that. Was she? Is she a West Ham she's fan? A, yeah, she's, yeah, she's a West Ham fan, so she was delighted about that. So anything that Stuart's ever done, oh, well, that, that, that's forgiven. And, is, you know, so she was, she was delighted. Is she a Danny Dyer fan? Or is it a Mick Carter, yeah, I should yeah. say, fan? Who she is, right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Who yeah. takes us to Hammers and she's there. Honestly, <laughs> she's she's lower than a worm's tip, my mother. I don't know why, honestly. <laughs> Bless her, bless her. We love your mum, uh, especially when she starts her engine halfway through a podcast. <laughs> get over it. No, once never. that happens. Once. Never again. Once. Never again. Uh, but yes, yes. So that that's Stuart then. Um, and as I say, they're, 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 we'll see where this family this family story leads. Um, but I can't help but mm. think that he's going to revert back again at some point because he can only yeah. put up the pretense for so long. 
Um, we also got this week Karat and Stacy and Suki, and he's having to take the family role because Uncle came onto the uh, square again this week about the houses Uncle and something Arsenal, like that. Yes. Uncle, yes, and Uncle's now decided that he is he he's going to set up Karat for. Mm. Uh, not a wedding necessarily, but as a partnership, because he thinks that a man's mind can only think straight if he has a good woman cooking home biscuits and making chai tea for him while he's out getting yes. work. So he's got quite a misogynistic a view on life. Yeah, yeah, really modern, yes. really jumping and screaming into the 21st century as uncle. Yeah, but it was sort know... of interesting to see what Suki's reaction was to that because she was like, I'm fascinated. It feels like, and we didn't have time to discuss this last week because what happened on the week that we had off was, was actually quite exciting with regards to the Panasars, wasn't it? Because Daddy Panasar is on his way out of prison. So we're finally going to get yes. some questions answered. That's, that's true. Yes. That's very true. Like oh. the question of who should play Daddy Panasar. Well, who is Daddy Panasar? But who is Daddy Panasar? (laughs) Who is Daddy Panasar? What has he done? Why was he in prison? What's Suki done? Because Suki's hiding so much, it's clear. Like she is keeping a lot of secrets. Um, so now and now Ash is back. There's I think there's gonna be some big stuff coming from the Panasars. I pray, I pray, please let big stuff come to the Panasars. Suki asked for advice. Uh huh. Mm. Suki asked for advice from Ash, didn't she? She said, you know, what's the best way yes. of kind of getting a retention, an order so he can't come anywhere near us? And before yeah, Ash yeah. could kind of give too much information away, Eve. she kind of delved. Sorry, thank you. Eve gave too much information away. She kind of, because Suki felt like she was delving too much. She didn't want to let too much in. Yeah, this, yeah. The Eve and Suki relationship is interesting, isn't it? And it's, it makes it doubly it interesting is. because there's that relationship between Stacey and Karat happening as well. Mm. So it's like these two. Yeah. Friends, uh, married, well, lesbian friends. Imagine them double dating, can you? <laughs> yeah, I know that's it'd what be, I'm wondering. It's kind double of double date situation. I'm looking, for, I'm, looking for, I'm looking forward to that meal in Beals. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> um, yes, so I can't wait for this because it and it said on the letter that the um, that Daddy Panasar was put away for murder and that he's mm-hmm. due back in the he's basically due for release very soon. Mm. So and he's and Suki apparently at some point signed something that said that she that he could come and live with live with her. So, and the kids obviously don't know stuff, some stuff they don't know about. So, oh, I cannot wait. Because well, I've been know. waiting for these questions to be answered for so long with the Panasars. <laughs> I know, last. I know. We've been waiting for Daddy Panasar to wait. come for a long, long time. I mean, none of them, none mm. of them know. Only Suki knows that he's returning. Um, but you, it's interesting you said something about Uncle. Do, do you think he might know something then? Do you think he might know something about the release of, presumably, his brother? Well, yeah, I was wondering that. Is it is, is it his brother? Or, because I'm pretty sure that, I don't know if it, I don't know if it is though. I don't know if they're actually related because I'm pretty sure that one point, the last time my uncle showed up, I'm pretty sure that Suki said something on the lines of he's as good as an uncle, or he's been mm. around the kids so much that they may as well call him uncle. I uh-huh. think I'm not sure. I'd be interested to sort of have a reminder of who exactly uncle is and where he actually sits within the Panzers. Um, but yeah, as we said, back to the story of this week is that he has now decided that Kira needs a wife because, like you say, he's he's a modern thinker uh, and. <laughs> Kira has re- basically replied to that by going into St- going to Stacey and having sex with her in Stacey's baps. So yes, more steamy scenes on the square. More steamy. Well, we didn't see a thing. All we heard was Stacey's raucous, dirty laugh. Yes, I wanted time. I wanted them to kind of recreate the scene when Martin and Stacey had sex in the back of the fruit and veg van. I really, I really thought, oh, you hang on, you've done something yeah, here. Yeah. You've done something here. Have you done it? No, you just didn't. She will do it anywhere, that girl, off. won't she? Stacey but, will do it anywhere. To be fair, she didn't have a choice in the matter. Could that just kind of walk to no. walk away, close the door, close the blinds, told the guy, here you go, there's your ketchup, bugger off, close the <laughs> other door. And, then, yeah. and it was like, all right, Stacey, I'm here. Oh, Alla. so you wish, you wish you, got, I, you, know, wish you got what I got this week. He looked very smart this Maybe. week, didn't he, old Karat? He, he, he did, he smart, did. Very shallow smart podcast, man. very shallow, very shallow <laughs> yeah. podcast. Very As shallow. people learn every week when they listen yeah. to us gush yeah. over men. But it doesn't happen every week. It doesn't happen every week. But, we oh, but I am. But I, I feel like does Suki know that Stacy has Karat's uh, attention? Well, I think she's aware that Stacy is on the peripheral, isn't she? And she doesn't she seem to mind. Seen, you, know, you know what Suki? No, well, I don't know. If she, no, but she, you know what she's like. She, she, she'll have seen sort of Kira hanging around Stacy, and I'm pretty sure they had a conversation at some point because when that whole thing was happening with um, this panel, Suki trying to kick the Slaters out of their house, I think that was mm. around about when the when the Kira and Stacy thing really started, wasn't it? So it I was. think she found out then that something was going on between him and Stacey. So she knows that they have a thing together. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So it's going to be interesting to see, because now, because Kira's gone there purely out of rebellion. I mean, yeah, he likes Stacey a lot and he fancies her and he's been after her for a while. But the whole conversation with Uncle was enough to sort of kick him up the arse and get him to go do something about it. So it's going to be interesting to see what Suki's reaction is to this and to see how this all plays out for the Panasars. Um, I'm very excited about this because it's been a while since we've had some Panasar stuff again. And I really want them to start building them up and seeing what makes all these characters tick as a family. Mm-hmm. So yes, bring that on. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting. To, it'd be interesting to see. So, see, Suki's the the one that kind of focusing my attention a little bit as well this week because obviously we what we she has a lot of secrets under her. her, her I, was, I want to say wig, but it's not her hat. Wig. Just wear a wig. <laughs> You're getting, your, you're, getting your mix, you're getting your phrases mixed up again, aren't you? I am. You've got I a lot am. of phrases under her wig. And you say <laughs> you dare. You have the audacity and the gall to turn around to me constantly. Not just once, but many times you have turned around to me and said that you'd be great at catchphrase. You would be the worst catchphrase contestant in the history of the That's show. amazing. We've discussed this. Years. We've discussed oh, this on the podcast apply, before. Alex. I will. Please I will. Apply. Well, I can't because I'm not a celebrity. I... They only do the celebrity version now. So there's no point. They don't do Stephen Mullard. Mullard? Mullan, Mullard. How can you not? How can you, <laughs> Mullard? How can you not be a celebrity after all the news interviews you do? Exactly, 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 exactly. But with Suki, with Suki, with Suki. Yes. Uh, we. She knows about her husband coming out of prison. She's got that kind of thing with her. Yes. And. Uh, Eve. Eve she's oh she's she she she's she she kind of took Karat's side as well when it came to uncle kind of suggesting he gets an arranged marriage of some sort mm-hmm. she kind of kind of she's quite she kind of said no to it so I, I i don't know i just feel like that there's something big about on the on the horizon for suki mm-hmm. i can't put my finger on it just yet can't wait and because mm-hmm. obviously uncle is the last person that she'd want to find out that you know suki's obviously dealing with the problem well not problems but feelings about her sexuality and uncle is the last person that she would want to know about that. exactly so the fact that they had that brief scene with uh suki and eve uh when they were asking about the about the legal stuff so clearly that's still on the horizon still on still on the back burner so there's stuff coming there's stuff coming and i cannot wait to see it so here we are. We're coming to the next story now. And that is probably the big story of the week, which was uh, Linda waking up in hospital, coming out of her coma, uh, self-induced coma, wasn't it? After they drilled a hole in her head. Um, so who had two weeks yeah. before she leaves hospital? <laughs> well, for general, the magical hospital where magical things get healed. Well, I'll tell you who didn't have that. Well, for general, didn't have that because they laughing at the start of the week. They were saying right, she may never be the same never, again. Yeah, this, she may never wake up, up again. I mean, let's be honest. We knew that wasn't going to happen. We knew that Linda wasn't going to just be a different person. And, you know, even your theory, she might just forget that she's an alcoholic. Even that. That wasn't my theory. Difficult. I said, can you imagine if the writers did that? Which I could have. Well, yeah. <laughs> luckily, they yeah. didn't. <laughs> um, no, they haven't done that. But she, she seems to. She seems to be all right. I mean, to be fair, it's only fair because both Janine and Annie barely a scratch out of that car crash, and Linda had to be induced into a coma and had a screw on her head like Frankenstein. So it's not exactly you know. So it's a fair that Linda's now on the on the road to recovery. Um, but she came round and kind of. Now this whole thing about her remembering stuff. Now it's a bit of a it's a bit of a cliche. It's a bit of a truth. Like, you know, someone comes around from a coma and goes, oh, I can't remember the vital plot details that led me to this point. Um, <laughs> but I, there is a part of me that sort of wonders whether Linda knows a little bit more than she's letting on. I wondered that too. But then why would she string it along so far? Because when she woke up and she saw Janine in the corner, she admitted that she'd been driving or she, well, she didn't admit it. They just asked yeah. her and she said yes. Well, but then why I mean. would she string it along to this point? I don't understand why she would do that, bit, especially well, when Nancy the higher Janine, visit her. Yeah, I know, but the higher Janine go, yeah, but maybe she needs Nancy to be sort of out of the way because she knows she now realizes how dangerous Janine is. Um, mm. So she maybe, and maybe the higher she lets Janine climb, the further she's going to fall when the truth eventually comes out. Because presumably the catalyst, well, I say the catalyst of this is going to be Linda. On the other hand, there is also Sherlock Scarlet, who has. <laughs> With very little prompting, basically worked out the entire storyline. Yeah, the whole mystery. Scooby Doo. She should get herself a mystery machine. She, yeah. Oh my God. Like Scarlet knows everything. Like huh? she, at one point, she genuinely just walked into the corridor and went, I think you caused that car crash, mummy. Yeah, you did, didn't you? You did. You did. <laughs> but um, the maliciousness. Did so you not notice the way she put it across to her mum? There was a bit of viciousness yeah. in well, that. Well, she is Janine's daughter. Well, she's a moon. Michael Moon's daughter as well, don't forget. Michael Moon was a very, very nasty man. 
So I just mm, you can exactly. see both of that so, in her. So um, Linda, meanwhile, at the moment, regardless of what she knows or what she doesn't know, um, she is currently dealing with basically her entire family deserting her. Now then, this. You're all going to turn around to me now and say that this feels incredibly out of character for all the Carters, aren't you? And that it feels very out of character for Mick, and it feels very out of character for everyone just to desert Linda at this moment. No, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. You were. Fair the, enough. What I would say, <laughs> well, the one thing I would say is that I think that they have now completely ruined any prospect of Mick and Linda getting back together again by having Mick suddenly get his mojo back and sleeping with Janine. I think the whole yeah, thing. Weird. The whole thing about it was that Mick, okay, Linda slept with Max once, which was already a kind of like a strike for their relationship. And I think now Mick's done it with Janine. There was always that kind of safety barrier, that safety net where Mick said, oh, I can't get it up because of historical uh, abuse I had when I was a child. And I thought that was quite good and that was quite clever. And I thought actually that's very well done because it means that Mick was always safe. From being kind of like in danger, <laughs> and now that's gone. And they have yet another yes. steamy scene on the square. And so I feel, I feel like they've kind of, they now have. I'm sorry, I don't care. Anyone says it. Even Sonia said it this week that Janine, and after weeks of saying, you know, Linda and Mick are always going to be together, Janine, so you might as well not bother. This week, Sonia was like, you know what? You and Mick are quite good together, actually, Janine. So you should be together. And even Sonia, with her trumpet T-shirt, said it. You know, she was trumpeting mm. it from the from the from the rooftops that she thinks that Mick so I think they have Trump 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 so um I just feel like (laughs) I just feel like that they now they've that's it they've done it that's it they cannot do anything with Mick and Linda again I mean I don't I mean I wouldn't go that dramatically with it I wouldn't say that they are (laughs) because I like being dramatic (laughs) Um, I know you do um and I I mean I wouldn't say because they they can do anything they like really can't they whether you believe it or not is a completely different matter of course they can put Linda and Mick back together um, I did think actually that because I saw quite a lot of people online kicking off them and saying how out of character it was for everybody to just to turn their backs on Linda. But you've got to remember, Linda's been no angel the past year. The past no, years. no, you know, I, I get that. She's caused a lot, and being an alcoholic has caused a lot of trauma for the cars. Mm. You know, and the latest being that she apparently got behind the wheel of a car without caring about the fact that they, she had her her daughter in the back with Annie in the back. With exactly. Annie in the back and didn't care to... and drove into a tree. Like, it makes sense that the cars mm. are sort of like, do you know what, Linda? You need to, goodbye. Like, we're done, we're done for now. You yeah, need to sort yourself out. I wasn't entirely convinced, mind, by Nancy because she went into the hospital and said that she'd been in touch with uh, some sort of alcoholics um, support group. A and family she'd support got group, from that yeah. support. Yeah, and what she'd got from that support group was that the family, the family support group would turn around to her and say, yeah, you need to walk, walk away. Screw walk away from just, it. Just walk away. That seems like a bit of a mixed message to me <laughs> because surely the whole point of like, they need help, don't they? It's all but then, basically saying they they need to be ready for the help. So. But see, this is where I think Nancy would be the, the greatest candidate to be the one who doesn't want to support her mum because she's all, she was the only one that was supporting her before this accident happened. Um, there was that really weird... I still don't quite get that scene when they had that argument in the car because Nancy wasn't really listening to her and so Linda got a bit frustrated. I still don't quite get why Nancy kind of turned on a sixpence with that kind of her her, her view on that. But I do think that Nancy is the natural selection for the one who would have been the least supportive of her mum from this point. You're right, though. I think that if if... If they were working close with charities, which I'm sure they were, then they would have, they would have, they probably would have not, the charity probably wouldn't have said that. I would have thought, I would have thought the support it would seems be like the better. advice for a family support, seems yeah. like the word support is in the title. It seems exactly. like it's a bit of a strange, oh, it's a bit of a contradiction in terms. Yeah. But that their advice is to um, not support her. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. Very don't short know. meetings, I would think. No, you don't. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming. But, Cheers. Bye. But um, no, you you are right. I agree with you. I I think that, that for the Carters to turn their back on Linda, that we don't know how long this will be. I'm sure next week they'll probably one by one try to trickle back into her life. Yeah. But it made sense at that point. I mean, it was very dramatic the way they did it. Like they all sat around the bed waiting for Linda to wake up to ask that one question and then leave again. <laughs> I thought that was yeah, a bit weird leave. too. It's like, come on, everyone. Yeah. We've got the answer that we wanted and it wasn't the one we thought, even though the, really, yeah. they should have thought that was the answer. My favourite part of that entire scene was, you know the film that you said, have you seen, you've seen Disney's Sleeping Beauty, the original cartoon version, right? I have. You know when, so you, you know when Sleeping Beauty is being led down to the tower to get her uh, pin proved, and the fairies are all running around, like running around the castle going, Rose, 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 you know, and they're running around. That was Janine when she was on her way around the hospital, crowded <laughs> as hell, running around the hospital, like looking around, lost and disorientated, <laughs> and then finally 
burst into the water to discover Linda awake in the same way that the fairies <laughs> burst into discover Aurora on the floor, having yes. touched the spending wheel. <laughs> I don't know why it just reminded me of that. Um, also, so everyone in the hospital it's... wearing masks, which was a nice little reminder. Well, they, 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 they finally... Well, some, yes, Finally, they remembered that there was a pandemic at some point. It's only taken them for about two years. You know? <laughs> oh, I know, but this is the thing. EastEnders <laughs> never really acknowledged it all that much. Yeah, but now they are acknowledging now. it in the hospital. It's like, that's Because we've had, so, we've, had a lot of scenes. we've had a lot of scenes in hospitals. We've had a when lot no of one's scenes in hospitals the past two years. Yeah. Not one mask. And now all of a sudden... <laughs> now suddenly everyone's wearing masks. Back. Now they're conscious. Perhaps Less there's a them. spike. Perhaps there's a spike in Wolford, and that's so they've suddenly like reverted back to like. Well, they deserve tier it because they didn't have, they didn't get touched by it while the rest of the world was struggling. So yeah, too right, they deserve a spike. <laughs> um, so Janine's next movie from here on in is that she sort of thinks now she's got away with it, doesn't she? Because Linda yes. apparently doesn't remember anything that happens. Mick has finally slept with her, um, and she's sort of you know strutting around like the dog, the cat, the, the dog that got the cream, the cat that got the cream. Um, yeah, look. <laughs> Yeah, but you'd say something like the horse that got the custard or something like that. So don't even look at <laughs> Much better that. phrase. Um, it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so Janine's fine at the moment. The only thing she, she sort of needs to worry about is Scarlet, who is now currently, bless her, going through her own little trauma because she's yeah. realised that her mum is, is a bit of a nutter, essentially. Yes. Yes. No, you're right. And she's asking lots of questions to Sonia. Sonia, have you seen Linda on the yes. water? Yes. Well, I was doing my rounds. I kind of snuck off and went to see Linda and, uh, it, you know, people were dying, but I didn't care. I had to say hello to Linda. Um, you know, yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff happened. Janine's kind of given her the promise that, you know, if you don't say anything, then you've got a, you've got a ready-made dad here and you like Mick, don't you? So it's kind of to keep it to yourself. But yeah, as you say, her conscience is just kind of that will always battle over her own to her conscience. That's the one thing she has yeah. over her mum and her dad. Her conscience is always stronger than her need to yeah. kind of like upset people. Well, I feel like because Janine is basically emotionally manipulating Scarlet at this point, I do feel that when all this comes out, I think Janine is going to lose everything. I think she's mm. going to lose Scarlet. She's going to lose Mick. She's going to lose all the support that she had. So Janine's in for a big crash. And I think this might be why. Linda's going to just save a little bit of information that she knows. Because um, it seems it seems unlikely that she remembers pretty much everything apart from the vital detail that she wasn't <laughs> the one that was driving the car. You know? I know, seems, I know. It seems a little bit unlikely. So I think it's going to be revealed that she does, that she fully remembers that. And she's just waiting to, for the exactly perfect moment to trip Janine up. And then mm. it's all going to go crazy. Is my there, opinion, I hope. There, there, well, there was an interesting point brought up as well online that said that if Mick slept with Janine, um, because I'm, I'm thinking now of you saying like if Linda knows, um, but, they, you know, the, the kind of surely there's been an investigation with the police. I still insist that those drag marks around the car is quite a clue to something, some, some scenario took place yeah, there. Police. But I know. But but also. Um, ben, not Ben, sorry, someone online said that. Would Janine not have bruises on her body? So when Mick slept with her, oh, would God, he not yeah. have spotted them? <laughs> So that's another oh, kind God, of like, yeah. So, so. But yeah, she also uh, had a cut on her head, didn't she? As well. Yeah, the cut on her head, which, really which Sonia. Oh, well, Scarlet. Well, no, actually, no. To be fair, this, the cut has been addressed because Scarlet saw it and Sonia now knows that she had a cut on her head. So she's got these little sort of crumbs of evidence. Mm. That she sort of oh, and the photo. Around. The photo of her putting the, the photo. sheets in the bin. So th there is plenty of stuff to sort of trip Janine up. So the little things like the fact that she might have bruises and she's, to be fair, the way that Mick was going at her in that in, in the Vic living room, you know, she could just sort of say, oh, "Well, little Mister Ruff there, yeah, yeah." <laughs> so I I could just about buy that. Um, meanwhile, with the rest of the Carters, so that's Janine and and Linda. So I felt sorry for Linda. Re genuinely felt for Linda this week because she is the sort. Of, oh, she's having a horrible time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not helped by Nancy, who was sort of Nancy sort of threw quite a few strops this week and sort of pushed people away. Um, and name Zach. Zach. Mm. I could carry on. I'm not, I'll, I'll let you carry on because this is this is all for you, my friend. <laughs> this is all for you because all of this, all of this is sort of coincided with um, everything that was going on with Sam. Who mm. Sam is basically because Sharon has now got the club. This is something else that we should mention. Sharon has now got the club because Kat has basically arranged with Phil that Sam's not no good for this job. But I'm actually inclined to agree with her because I think that <laughs> Sam is. As Sam is trying to do a lot more than she's actually capable of. I thought when she came back that Sam was going to be quite a capable source of, but she's really oh, no. not. She and so that side of Sam hasn't changed. Well, that side of Sam hasn't changed, which is quite things. nice. Um, but yeah, so Sharon's basically now got the club. So, so Sam's in a mood. 
uh, and has basically <laughs> sacked everybody in the club that works there. Uh, and then at the end of the week, gets drunk. Uh, and Zach, having had a row with Nancy, he goes into the club and also gets drunk. And they and those two end up sleeping together, just as Nancy's trying to sort of ring Zach to apologise. Now, very gratuitous. As I say, a shallow podcast, a shallow <laughs> podcast. But that scene where Sam ripped his shirt open, all the awards. All, all the, the awards. awards. I was... Anything, any mistakes at the show. I even forgave the Ben smoking scene for that scene. So thank you very <laughs> much indeed. <laughs> well, I mean, as, as, as I think a lot of people have pointed out, the Ben smoking scene was for a certain set of fans, we feel. The Zach having his yes. shirt ripped off was for, was for me. a very, a very for select me. set of fans, which is one. Yes, me. Rob. It was for me. <laughs> I mean, we'll have to I'm sure there are many with... others, but none of them have my dedication. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Can we rewind for a second? Because we should point out that I'd the reason why oh, <laughs> the reason us. why <laughs> the reason why Sam. I mean, I Bob, did gonna... several times, at least ten <laughs> times. Go on, carry on. You're you're going to love the title card this week. Let me tell you. Um, so rewind. The reason why Sam is so upset is because Sharon, as you said, has taken over the club. Before but, but not before yes. Sam had decided to kind of bulldoze her way around, declare that the pub was going to become a wine bar called Peggy's, which I still yes. think is an awful name. Um, it's an awful name. It's a terrible name. And Sharon basically said, you know you what, Sam? would you? You wouldn't go, oh, I had a banging night at Peggy's. Yeah, yeah. But, well, you wouldn't have a banging Peggy's. night because yeah, it's, it's a wine a bar. Night. It's a wine bar. No, yeah. a wine club. Didn't she call it a wine club? Well, I have to say, though, actually, I'd be kind of quite pleased for Sam to sort of change whatever the club has become. Because I don't really understand. I know it's London, all right? I get that. But I don't think the show needs three separate places for people, for the characters to go and get drunk during the day. You know, it's a nightclub. <laughs> so that will be open at night. You've got the Albert and you've got the and you've got the Vic. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, how many people, how, when, when did you last go into a club for a coffee? When did you last do that? I mean, I do agree with you. I hate the fact that they turned the uh, rubies into a in a, a coffee hot spot in the day isn't it so unnecessary isn't they could it? just kept that as a night spot um it's weird isn't it that they've they've kind of elaborated like these new sp- spots and locations i suppose it's a, it's a uh, tough sign of the times i mean wine bar though would you want it to be a daytime wine bar again i'd rather it not be a, a daytime anything i don't mind like no, yeah it's just a, night a nighttime thing there's nothing yeah. wrong with that it's perfectly not it's always has been wasn't it when it was an r and r's it was a, it was just e20. a nightclub and you would have yeah. scenes at e20 you know it was just a nightclub where it was mm. open during the night and yeah you could have as many scenes as you like in there at night i just don't necessarily think you need to have a club open during the day no i agree coffee. when you've got the albert that when you've got the albert that is for that exact purpose i could just well, about cope with the albert having the that. so it just seems unnecessary yeah just as it's unnecessary for to have the club like that as well so they're drinking I'm coffee in the queen Vic. they're drinking coffee in the queen yeah. Vic now what what the heck's going on there the Vic should Hopefully only be for drinking cosmopolitan it has uh, it's too much it's uh, too too so east london for me <laughs> so <laughs> yeah relocated so, um yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, Sam and Zach, that's happened. Thank you oh, God, what? how we got straight back to that again? Um, <laughs> You're dead because about this, I'm, just try- I know, I'm just trying to bring us back to... I'm just trying to bring us back to Ground Zero, <laughs> where we talk about what happens next. So, oh, is that, they were both drunk, so presumably the next thing is now going to be Zach waking up, hopefully still topless. He will wake up and go, what have I done? Oh, I must go to Nancy, and Sam will just sort of be lying there, like not in the slightest bit bothered. Yeah, here I go, yeah, cool. And he's sacked, by the way, as well. I can, I can imagine Sam saying that, you know. Um, and then Nancy will just go mad, won't she? Because I think Zach might tell her fairly soon. I don't think that Zach's going to be the sort to kind of keep this secret for weeks. I think he might have too much of a guilty conscience. Well, he kept a secret before from Nancy, didn't he? When he knocked her down. In a, or, mm. Sorry, I should say Frankie knocked him down in a car. And that yeah, was kept exactly. a secret for a long, long time. <laughs> but, but the thing is, he's then had fault. to beg forgiveness no ish he did drink so he should have taken more responsibility um he (laughs) look at me (laughs) um (laughs) yeah but you say that about linda then (laughs) Um, imagine if nancy like pulled zach out the car and put him around into the driver's seat (laughs) it's a whole new story um (laughs) so he's already begged forgiveness from mick once so again i guess he's gonna have to beg forgiveness again if he admits this to nancy but I can't imagine that, that Zach's going to keep yes. the secret for very long. The other thing is, is that, uh, you know, Sam, they like to, they like un, un, un surprised pregnancies, don't they? You know, she's still, you know, she's still of age well, for birth. 
I mean, that, that kid's going to be the most demonic child ever born, isn't it? Is it what? <laughs> grandparents being Eric Mitchell and uh, and Gavin. Well, it'd be getting Leah Sullivan and a Mitchell. I know. Yeah, awful, yeah, that's going to be a devil about Scarlet. Child. That is. Yeah, that's, that's Scarlet be, that's being moon. Scarlet. <laughs> yeah, this kid's going to be the devil incarnate. Christ alive. Um, yeah, you know, because you know what soap powers are like. So contraception doesn't exist in the world of soaps. <laughs> Nobody ever, ever, ever has sex with a condom in soaps. So everyone no. always ends up pregnant. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I don't know. We'll just wait and see. But something I know for Zach a, to do. If it gives Zach a storyline, I don't mind. Keep Zach busy. Keep Zach busy. I know it's a weird thing yes. to kind of like wish for, but to my knowledge, I don't think other than kind of Chelsea almost having an abortion for terminating her child, I, I do think that Sam would want a child because Sam's not really shown any kind of yeah. paternalistic for her son at all, has she? She's kind of just left him with Jack and kind of saying, "Oh, get on with it." And apart from those couple yeah. of scenes when she's kind of, yeah. Do you think that could be a story for Sam as well? Kind of showing that she's still not kind of grown up. Possibly. She's kind of, you know, chugging along and kind of just living each day yeah, by well, herself. Well, it could, it could, yeah, well, it could be that though, because I think the thing with Sam at the moment is that she's constantly being told by everybody that she's not good enough in the role that she's trying to build for herself. You know, Phil's, by putting Sharon in charge of the club, Phil has, has basically said to her, yeah, you're right. Do you know what? You're not ready for this yet. It's a little bit like the sort of Vinny and Suki relationship where she's just looking around and being told by everybody that she's not ready and she's not mature enough, which is correct. And actually, I'm quite impressed that they've sort of kept that characterization of Sam because I genuinely thought that she was just going to come back as a sort of a bit like Mel and just be completely mm. capable of running the club but she is getting like she's got ideas about the station as Sam so you know she's got Sharon telling her she's not capable she's got Kat telling her she's not capable she's got Phil basically now saying that she's not capable so I wonder if actually a kid she would see a kid as a sort of well look I can raise a, I can raise a kid I'm absolutely ready to, to do everything so yeah yeah so I can see her trying to prove it by having the kid but all of this is completely and utterly you know <laughs> we don't know pie in the sky pie in the sky pie in the sky yeah no but I can, I can see that that would work, actually. So, yeah, we'll see. It's Let funny us know you say... in the comment section below. Go on, carry on. Well, no, I was just going to say, it's funny you should bring up the whole kind of Mel thing um, with, with Sharon, because you can imagine if they do like another kind of reincarnation with Mel and Sharon, like chasing each other down the road. <laughs> just, because you said about Mel being capable. Anything's and possible. then whenever I hear someone say Mel yeah. was quite capable, it just brings my mind straight back to when she broke her fish tank to distract a room full of patients <laughs> and she could steal drugs from a cabinet. <laughs> I'll never I still forget can't that quite day. believe that scene happened. It was a terrific no. day. And what I loved, and about, I, that, what I loved yeah. about that was that we got a behind-the-scenes exclusive. That's exactly what I was about to say. Exactly. As, as though it was the biggest stunt since the bus crash. With a stunt really. coordinator. With a stunt coordinator, yeah. yes. Anyway, that's, that's me. Fish, that's, the lot. That's, that's me done. That's me done. <laughs> Come on, then. There we are. Uh, Let us know in the comments section below what you think, what you, what you thought of this week. Where do you think the storylines are going? Uh, we will take a look at some news now and have, to have a little conversation about some other things in I Ain't Want to Gossip. You know me, I ain't want to gossip. So on this week's I Ain't Want to Gossip, we have two uh, news, rumours, articles, bits and pieces uh, that we want to talk about. Um, as, as always, as Rob said, you can get in touch with us and discuss any of the rumours that we're, all the news we're talking about this week, all the details at the end of the show. And just to remind you, if you are watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe. Or if you're listening on your favourite podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Podbean, then don't forget to subscribe on that as well. We love it when you do. Yes. So please do it. Uh, so starting off then is is uh, Danny Dyer. Danny Dyer has basically yes. said that he wants his character of Mick to be killed off when he leaves the show. He doesn't want him to just walk away or go off in a black cab. He wants to be killed off. He doesn't want the character to be ever returnable again, unless he's like Dirty Den and he gets shot off screen and he falls into a to a, a, a river and then comes back a few years later. How do you feel about that? And also, do you feel like it's, it's right for an actor to kind of dictate how he should leave the show? I mean, does he? do you feel like that Danny Dyer has that right because he's played that character for such a long time? Or do you think that the production crew should be like, well, no, we make the show and we want to make sure that it's got that legacy going on, you know, a bit further forward if you ever yeah, want to come yeah. back? I mean, well, it might, it might well be that, you know, the show wants to kind of keep him there so that he can come and go and Danny Dyer wants to. Sometimes you do get actors that would like to be killed off so that they just can't go back and so they're forced to, you know, it's a career thing. They they like to just be set free completely, whether they like it or not, and just sort of have to go out and find other work rather than falling back on so they don't challenge themselves. It's a creative mm -hmm. industry thing, I assume. Um I do I mean I've said we've said we've said that we aren't 
Um, I, I'd rather they didn't kill Mick off, but story-wise, it would sort of make sense. It would be quite yeah. a big story because Mick has been Mick has been quite a sort of modern-day icon character, hasn't he? He's like one of the last sort of classic characters um, from the last ten years. Um, so him being killed off would be quite a big, big episode, wouldn't it? So oh, you know, huge. he's saying that it's going to be epic, and um, he's really excited about his about his exit. So we don't know what's going to happen. Um, it doesn't surprise me that Danny Dyer has sort of got a bit of power to say that, oh, I'm negotiating with the writers to see what I want to do. You know, that doesn't surprise me. And he's not the first actor that you can sort of associate that sort of thing with. Mm-mm, you know, June mm-mm. Brown would definitely have done that, you know. <laughs> so, oh, I mean, don't um, get me started on how June Brown should have had a return. John well, Sen. You know, that's, that's for another episode. You know, don't leave John Sen alone. It's got nothing to do with John Sen. It's Sen. got everything to do with John Sen, but we'll talk about that on another episode. Right. We're talking about Mick Must Carter win. right now. But you're right. <laughs> you're right. I'm, I'm yeah. sure the listeners or the viewers want us to. Let us know if you want us to talk about how John Sen ruined dot com. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> you've never heard episodes previously where you slagged off John Sen ever. It's a brand new <laughs> feature for our brand podcast. New thing. In fact, we can make it a feature. Yeah. John Sen Watch. Da, 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 da. Um, so yeah, no, it's happened. It's happened in the past. It's happened in the past. And it's as early as like the very first few years, because Anita Dobson famously said that she kind of wanted to be uh, written off um, as as a character yeah. and killed off screen as well. So you know, a lot of actors and actresses do, as you say, they want to kind of put an end to their character. Their character. That's the end of that. They move on to a new to a new venture it feels a bit surprising for danny dyer because i mean danny dyer no, no offense to him but he kind of has a kind of stereotype of the kind of character he plays in like the films he did right. and the tv shows he did and mick carter felt like it was a little bit different to like the danny dyer that we kind mm-hmm. of saw beforehand and so i thought mm-hmm. I, I felt i would have thought that mick mick danny would have kind of wanted that to kind of just be something he could maybe fall back on in the future. Because he was quite vocal as well when he kind of first spent the first two, three years on the square, uh, that he, you know, this was almost a kind of like something that he'd have to be pulled away to leave the show. Like he would, you know, this is, this is a job to him. And this is something that he would, you know, something desperately had to change for him to be taken away. And so it's, it's, it's surprising, first of all, that he wants to leave the show. It's surprising even more that he wants to be killed off in the process. I just think it, it feels it feels a little bit of a mistake, and I think it'd be something that he would regret well, if they was if they did end could, up doing. He may also be leading us up a completely merry path and sort of making us think that Mick's going to be killed off, so that he doesn't get killed off, and it's a surprise. I don't think that Danny Dyer is the type to sort of ruin the plot just to sort of excite his own fans just for selfish reasons. I think mm. that he would want the show to be, you know, he'd want he'd want the show to look as good as it as, as it does when he leaves. I think I would like to think. Um, so we don't know, you know, he's, he's, negotiating implies that, you know, if they haven't entirely decided what they're doing yet, which is surprising. So I thought the whole story had been pitched to him and that he, and, you know, but clearly it was like, uh, no, we can rethink that for a start. So I don't know. We will sit, <laughs> yes. we'll wait and see what's going to happen with Nick. It sounds Could- like it's going to happen around Christmas time, doesn't it? It, that seems to be that seems to be the time frame that he's set. So I presume that's where his contract is ending. Then, so that, that it feels yes. like that they must have extended it then by a few months. And it feels it makes sense to do it at Christmas, as we said numerous occasions before. They have you know two or three big opportunities. It's normally September, Christmas, the anniversary yeah. of the show, and sometimes ever so not all the time, but sometimes they tend to do something quite big in the summer. They've kind of done it this time round, really, haven't they? With kind of the Ben yeah. story, I guess, and the Janine story. Yeah, not but yeah, in the story line wise. The only other thing I could think of is: Do you think that Danny Dyer is very aware of fans being a bit cartered out? They're getting a bit of Carter fatigue. No, do you you not think that (laughs) it might be a nice way of graciously coming out? No, I don't think so. I don't think because I think he would have quite enjoyed, you know, because the Carters are popular. You know, yes, rolling the fans. There are, there are they are slightly oversaturated themselves, but that's been them right from the start. You know, it's not like we've yeah. ever really had sort of periods where the Carters have been a quiet group mm-hmm. of characters. The Carters have always been. I mean, they're in the Vic. Loud and proud. They're in the Vic, so that's sort of that's sort of how life works when you're in the Vic. You know, you're, yeah. you're ba- not not the main characters, but you are characters that are constantly sort of there, whether in background or in main story. So, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting. I'm excited to sort of see what happens because either way, it's going to be a big set of episodes, which are always fun to look forward to. Um, it's the, I would think that Janine is going to be very heavily involved in it. So literally anything can happen. You Watch know, out for heels. 
Well, in Scotland, I mean, there is rumours. <laughs> there is rumours that they've gone to Scotland to do a little bit of filming. They have, so, they have. who who knows? They, he he may find himself in the crater of Barry's of Barry's body where he landed from the, on the crater. Just a skeleton, we'll just to, a skeleton laying so... next to the rock, still there. The police haven't even moved. Barry him. was there. Barry was there. Barry was never removed. Was, Barry Here lies removed. Barry. It's Barry a small Evans. branch. The police have been in there. Was a small branch from Walford, and they've just got the same level of drain. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Um, that we shall see. Um, the other piece of news that we've got, which mm-hmm. I'm just reading from my phone, uh, was uh, next week. Now, I didn't really know about this because I could not care less about Wimbledon. If there was <gasps> any sport that I don't care about, I mean, I don't care about most sports, to be honest, but Wimbledon is right down there in the things that I genuinely couldn't care less about. How However, very un-British of you. Of... Boris oh, Johnson will be on you in a, but... in a second. Which is... Um, a slight change to the East Enders. I'm reading a tweet from Wolford East here, and it says a slight change to the East Enders schedule from Monday, the 27th of June, making way for Wimbledon. The soap will now air on BBC Two, but thankfully it will remain in its usual 7:30 p.m. time slot. So from Wimbledon, it's going to be on BBC Two. I don't know if it's for the whole of Wimbledon. Probably is. I don't know because I'm not really sure how. I know Wimbledon is everywhere when it's on. Um, so it may well be that EastEnders is basically on BBC Two until Wimbledon is finished. Mm-hmm. Just wait and see. But from, yes, yeah, so from the 27th, that's where EastEnders will be. BBC Two, 7.30. So be there or be triangular, my friends. I, 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 I indeed. I, I mean, I mean, it's a step up, I suppose, from the box set on the iPlayer, I guess. I'm surprised I guess they didn't they... do that. I thought, they were <laughs> do, I thought they were going to do that again. Well, I mean, there's still time for that because there's the World Cup. It's been pushed to December, hasn't it? Because it's in Qatar. Like so as well. It is, but normally it's in the summer, but because it's in Qatar where the weather is hottest in the summer, they've moved it to the winter, which is the first time they've ever done that. Um, so in December time, which <laughs> I, I read, I read things. <laughs> I have my, my sporty moment sometime. Um, yeah, don't you just so it kind of it. I, the thing is, I was talking about Mick just a minute ago. I I, I don't think they'd do the box sets then either. But whether they would then move, I think they would move EastEnders around the schedules. But that's not particularly a very wise move either. I mean, in a way, I get it. I get it moving to BBC Two. It's weird that they've not just put Wimbledon on BBC Two. So the BBC obviously quite keen to kind of say we think that an audience is going to be bigger. No, normally Wimbledon moves, doesn't it? I don't think EastEnders rarely moves, or never used to anyway. Um, But let's be honest, I think Wimbledon's probably going to call, especially if there's like an English player or a very popular player playing on one certain day. You know, it does pull an audience probably bigger. And also it's probably more more in the direction of the BBC remit that they're so desperately showing. Because they've been getting a few pats on the back by the... uh, by the Conservative government recently for the Jubilee coverage and the news coverage with the, the Ukraine being able to broadcast in Russia still, one of very few news uh, broadcasters that are still being broadcast in Russia, so being able to kind of broadcast the truth, although the Russia would, Russian uh, government may say otherwise. you know. So they're getting a few kind of pats on the back by the government right now, and I think they're keen to yes. kind of keep that by showing like a very heritage, very British sporting event i.e. Wimbledon, on the BBC main channel, and then maybe moving EastEnders, which is still kind of argued by a lot of people as a kind of hemorrhaging money and unnecessary waste of money to be still being made onto the, the, their sister channel, BBC Two. I mean, it could be worse still. They could put Wimbledon on BBC One, BBC Two, and move EastEnders over to BBC Three. <laughs> that would yes, be the shocker. Be and so I can't imagine... Trying, you know, they- well, they're keeping it, you know, they're, they're just moving out of harm's way and sort of, it's, mm-hmm. and it's going to be in a regular slot. It's not, because actually sometimes what tends to happen with Wimbledon is that it just tends to go all over the schedules and they sort of fit EastEnders in as and when they can. So actually uh-huh. they're doing EastEnders actually it's, more of a favour here and being kind right. to it and just putting it on the same time every night just on yes. the next just next door, essentially, yeah. aren't they? Just moving it next door and just sort of, and sort of doing it there. Next so door. there we are then. Over that's, to the BBC that's what's happening. Over to BBC Two. Over to the BBC Two news cupboard. So there we are then. So there we are. That's another week done and dusted. Thank you very much for listening, viewers. Don't forget to please get in contact us. Please get in contact us. Get in contact with us. Thank you very much. (laughs) By doing the following. Contact us on Twitter and Instagram at Walford Weekly. You can find us on Facebook at Walford Weekly Podcast. On YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe and click the bell to get notifications about all our videos. And you can listen to us on Apple, Podbean, Spotify, or any of your favourite podcast sites. Email us at robwolfordweekly at gmail.com or at alexwolfordweekly at gmail.com. Uh, as I say, thank you very much. The, the game next week will be, where are you going to film the podcast from next week, Alex? Because it's <laughs> <room last> week. <laughs> 
your office this week. Where are you going to go next week? Brothel. I'm going, I'm going to find a nice brothel to kind of go to. And do it was always going to happen. It'll be a lovely background in the brothel as well, I feel so like. So just your basement then, yeah? A- absolutely. Can I just also, also add that we've been recently getting a lot of nice reviews from people um, who've been reviewing we? us on Apple Podcasts. We have. Uh, lovely look. reviews, uh, five stars. And uh, if you enjoyed the show, please feel free with a comment, if you can, to leave a review on whatever pod chase, uh, podcast uh, app you're using, um, Apple Podcasts or whatever, uh, because it really does help the show. It gets us out there and it gets people to know that we are here. This this little this little podcast that could, uh, which is Wolford Weekly. So thank you again to everyone who has done. And thank you also, because I don't do this very often, to all our patrons as well who stick by us as well. So thank you very, thank very you. much. We love you. Indeed. So we love you all. Thank you very much once again for listening. And we should be back same time next week. Until then, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.